0: Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. Hi to my Choice Mom community. I wanted to spend a little time talking with people who are considering going down this path. Uh, as well as the people who are currently on the path about my takeaways from my son's first year. So if you're not familiar with my podcast, I have an almost two-year-old who I conceived via IUI using a donor. And um, I am... Uh, living on my own with him, and my extended family is in my home country, Um, so my support system is um, locally, it's my friends, my co-workers, and that's pretty much it. And on top of that, we are still in a pandemic, so I am living responsibly and doing a lot of things on my own. Um, that's just to kind of give a little bit of context. So when I think back to my son's birth, just the first few weeks of life, those are very much a blur at this point, um, but what I do remember is how overwhelming it was to all of a sudden be uh, responsible for this life and having to deal with um, people's reactions to this new baby. I mean, a lot of people like babies, myself included, and people have questions. So when they see you with a baby, they would ask, well, who does the baby look like? Um, I remember when I took him for our um, newborn photo shoot and I arrived there and the photographer's first question was, where's dad? And having to explain he doesn't have a dad. And I'm very matter of fact about that. Um, I have had to say that less lately because one, pandemic and Two people don't really seem to ask that about kids because they know that kids have a variety of um, family dynamics. But generally speaking, most babies you would think of as having two parents. It's understandable that people would ask. Uh, But yeah, in the first few weeks of his life, um, just being completely sleep deprived and healing physically from... The giving birth, uh, and then having all of these appointments to go to, and it it felt like it would never end. Uh, there were moments where I was a combination of exhausted and overwhelmed, and having to take care of his needs and being sleep deprived. It was, it was difficult. And one of my friends said something to me that really stuck with me throughout the first year. And I rely on it less now. So I think that it was probably very, very apt for the first year. And so it's something that I want to pass on to you. She had said to me that The days are long, but the years are short. And on the days where he's fussy and crying his head off and I don't know what's wrong and I just really want to sleep and he's not sleeping or there are feeding issues or medical issues or whatever the case might be, I reminded myself that today is today and today will end, and then I'll have tomorrow, and I'll deal with tomorrow then, but this year will pass by. And that really helped me kind of get through the difficult days. Another thing that really helped was splitting the difficult days into halves. So I would wake up in the morning, and if I knew that it was shaping up to be a difficult day, whether it was we started out with blowouts or just fussiness or teething or whatever the case might be, um, saying to myself that I just need to get through the first half of the day, and then in the second half of the day, I just need to get through to bath time and bedtime. and in the first year, one of the things that was crucial for me as a child psychologist and also someone who very much needs my sleep in adequate doses was to get him on a sleep schedule. Uh, and this is a piece of advice that I highly recommend to all parents, uh, even in my day job, I work with toddlers and preschoolers, a lot of whom have sleep issues. Sleep schedules, sleep hygiene will be a life changer, and it really was for my own son. It was not easy, and obviously in the newborn phase, they're waking up every few hours because they have to feed, because they have the tiniest stomachs on the face of the planet, literally um but once you kind of get past that and they're able to stay full for longer periods of time you can get them on a sleep schedule and um there were a few resources that were really helpful to me but the one that i relied on the most during the first year of his life is kellymom.com that website was invaluable in terms of its recommendations. Um, So that was helpful to me. But there are a ton of resources online for how to establish a sleep schedule, a sleep routine, um, how to transition kids out of your bed and into their own bed if that's what you're planning to do. Uh, And for us, it took a while before we had it down like completely. I would say it was probably about two or three months of working with him and noticing his cues and my own responses and figuring out what he needed and what I needed and eventually we got that figured out. But you know your baby best. Um, no one is going to know your child like you do. And I think that that's something that's really special about our community. We get to have that kind of alter ourselves and that's really cool. Uh, Another thing that was very important to me in the first year was making sure that I had supports that did not necessarily want to focus on him. Like I said, a lot of people like babies and people like talking about babies and asking about babies and how the baby's doing. And I just wanted to have adult conversation about the things that were on TV or the book that I was reading or the latest gossip in my friend group. Like it doesn't only have to be about the baby. Um, And I'm glad that I have friends who were not, baby focus because they're not necessarily super big baby people. Um, And I was able to get balance in that way. That was really helpful. Another thing that was also helpful was having a supportive workspace. At the time it was before the pandemic. And so I was going to work um, having to pump and leave early if something happened at the daycare and all of that stuff, that stuff is just absolutely invaluable. I mean, when I think about surviving his first year of life, the key factors were having flexibility in my workspace and having the support of my friends and my childcare providers those really were absolutely key. Um, but that's not to say that it was all roses. I mean, it it most definitely was not. There were days where I would call my friends or I would call my mom and I would say, we both cried today. And um, there were just times like that. I mean, you get frustrated and it's hard and there are so many pieces to being a mom that are not necessarily talked about that um, that you experience and you don't have to experience them alone and you're not alone in having those experiences either which is another reason why I wanted to make this episode to have a frank conversation about it but at the same time, we did have great fun. Um, I am very much uh spend a lot of time outside of the house and exploring and experiencing life and that's been very difficult with this pandemic um but before the pandemic we would spend our weekends out and about and making memories and I'm so glad that I was able to do that with him while he was a baby um One thing that I will say is take all of the pictures, take all of the video and make sure that your phone is connecting your video and your pictures to the cloud so that you have backup storage because those moments will go by before you know it. And before recording this episode, I was looking through some of our old pictures and video and it just... At this point, with him almost being two, it feels like a really long time ago, but it also feels like it just happened at the same time. It's so strange. But I am so glad that I have pictures and video from pretty much every single day of his first year of life. And that was really meaningful. Another thing that can be really meaningful is figuring out what traditions you want to have. So when people create families, they may not necessarily think about this. Um, Most people don't think about, well, what traditions do I want my kids to experience? What, What traditions? can I create for my own family? Um, Traditions may just happen, and that's fine, but I I tend to be a little bit more deliberate. So just thinking about what kinds of traditions you wanna create, so for instance, um, my son is part Chinese, and the Chinese New Year was uh, a couple days ago, And in his first year, I took him to the Chinese New Year Festival. And then this year, we celebrated again as well. And so that's become a tradition for us. And so just thinking about what you want your life to look like with your kid. If you're struggling with figuring out how to do this mom thing, Trust me when I say literally everybody else is. (laughs) (laughs) I am a psychologist. My specialty is in kids and families, and I help people figure things out. But in my own house, I don't always know what I'm doing. No one does, Um, and that's okay. There are a ton of resources, and you can rely on the people around you who can help and um, give feedback and advice and so on. Another part of his first year of life that I really love is the fact that we connected with so many of our donor siblings and they were all born within the same year, year and a half. So they're very close in age. I'm happy that I did that because I'm getting to see them grow up and he doesn't understand the concept. Um, he says, brother, he says, sister, he repeats me when I say their names but he doesn't quite get it but at the same time he has seen them and so he knows what these little people look like and the hope is eventually that they'll be able to meet. Um, when I look forward, I... I am happy that I made the choice that I did. And while I was going through the process of becoming pregnant and even during the pregnancy, I did have questions about, would I regret it? And yes, the first year is difficult and there are so many factors at play, but at the end of the day, when you are laying in bed and thinking about this precious life that you brought into the world. I I just it's it's an absolutely moving experience. And there is some there is something to be said for the strength of the single mom by choice community. Uh, we are powerful. We are amazing to be able to do this and to raise these little human beings on our own is just phenomenal. And so I don't regret it. I have absolutely no regrets about going down this road on my own. Was it difficult? Absolutely. Is it still hard? Yes, but, one thing that I will say is I feel like the first year was the hardest. Um, having to raise a baby is very difficult. And after that year, and even during that year, as time went on, things got easier and they continued to get easier in their own ways. But I have absolutely no regrets. And if I had to do it again, I would in a heartbeat. So I just wanted to share my experience with our first year, um, and I hope that this is helpful. If you're considering going down this path, one thing that I would say is to connect with the community, because most people don't really understand what we're doing or why we're doing it. Uh, And so if you're connected with The community that can help because we're like minded. I'm connected with some of the community on Facebook and Instagram, but that's just a really helpful um, avenue. So I just wanted to pop in and talk a little bit about my kid and what it was like for us to go through our first year together. Um, I'm Thinking that I'll probably do episodes like this here and there, where I kind of reflect on where we've come from, um, because I think it would be helpful. I think when I was considering going down this path initially, I wish I had something like this to listen to. So I hope that it would be helpful to someone else. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, you can check out new episodes every Monday and Friday. If you haven't already, please pop over to the website at healthywealthyroots.org. You can follow me on Instagram at healthywealthyroots, and I am now on Clubhouse at HWR. That's for Healthy Wealthy Roots, of course. Now you can also send in a voice message The link for that is on the website, and I may play it on the show. Remember, our future grows from healthy, wealthy roots. Next episode, I'll be talking about privilege. A lot of people have privilege and may not recognize what those might be, and even less so, might not recognize how they can use their privilege for the good of others, the good of society. So I wanted to spend some time talking about that. This podcast offers only a look at what I'm doing and is not meant to substitute the results you can get from working one-on-one with a professional.